He never ever forces anyone to receive him. That's the most beautiful thing about Jesus Christ. And many times we can become confused concerning what day was Christ born or what month. And that really is not an issue. The situation is that 1900 years ago, Christ did come into this world. He was born. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're glad you've joined us as we launch a joy-filled Christmas series celebrating the greatest gift of all, the Lord Jesus Christ. Meditating on the world-changing wonder of Jesus' humble birth, Raul will lift our hearts with the assurance that the baby who lay in a manger is the sinless Savior of the world. Stay with us as Roll shines light on the beauty of God's sacrificial love. Let's join Roll Reese now in Luke chapter 2 with the message, The First Christmas Story. This message is one of the messages that this evening I want to share with you that I don't think any person should ever miss such a message. Because we want to talk about, not only historically, but also biblically, what Christmas is all about. It is a story about a child that was born in Bethlehem 1900 years ago. Many people have tried to discredit that. Many filmmakers have made films about the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And have tried to discredit the honest truth about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And yet, when you come to the Old Testament, 300 prophecies were fulfilled At the first coming of Jesus Christ. When you think of the amazing uh, predicament. And the prophecies that were made by those. That were actually 500, 750 years before Christ ever came. The prophecy said that this child would come into the world. And that he would become the savior of the world. It would not be another religious group gathering. But... He would come and bring a personal relationship to people. They would come to accept His love and His grace and His mercy. And those by faith they would come to Him. They would receive Him as Lord and Savior of their life. He never ever forces anyone to receive Him. That's the most beautiful thing about Jesus Christ. Many times we can become confused concerning what day was Christ born or what month. And that really is not an issue. The situation is that 1900 years ago, Christ did come into this world. He was born. And it kind of reminded me in the actually little story of Jesus. That when Mary and Joseph had come down from Nazareth. And they had gotten to Bethlehem. And as they were... Not only tired and defeated and she was pregnant ready to give birth to this child. They went into a little holiday inn. Not like ours today. In those days the holiday inns didn't have a roof. They were actually, you could actually sleep under the stars. 
And everybody put their cots down together or sleeping bags and they would sleep on the hay. And as they began to knock on the door of the holiday inn, the men actually responded and said there was no room in the inn for them. The word Christmas means as Christ's mass. And literally, it is representative of what Christ came to do. He came to give his life for each one of us here. As a matter of fact, I was reading the passage this evening. It's out of the book of Luke's gospel. If you have a Bible for a second, chapter 2. This is the Christmas story in its complete form. Is Luke, the disciple of Jesus Christ, gives it to us. Let me begin by reading what he says, beginning with verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus. That all the world should be registered or taxed. And this census first took place while Quirinius was governor over Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, which means in the Greek, the house of God. And then he was their house in the lineage of David to be registered with Mary and to also to be his wife, which was engaged to be his wife, who was a child pregnant. And so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloth and laid him on a manger. Because there was no room for them in the inn. Now when you think of the manger, many times when you go to other people's homes and you see the Christmas tree, and you see the manger, when you go to Israel, you go to Bethlehem, and what he's literally talking about, it was actually a cave where they kept the sheep. There was no manger. It is literally a cave where the shepherds would put away their sheep. And... It's interesting when you go to Bethlehem, when you actually look at where the child was laid, it was actually a piece of stone, probably two feet high, and it was cut in edges around in the inside, and they actually put straw into it, and this is where the horses and the cattle and the sheep would come and drink water. This is where Jesus was laid by Mary and Joseph. As people would come to see the newborn king. No room in the inn for Jesus Christ. As so many people even today do not have room in their hearts for Jesus Christ. But the story goes on and it says this. And now there were in the same country shepherds. Living out in the fields. Keeping watch over their flocks by night. Now did you know that these shepherds that were there by night. Were not there by coincidence. The sheep that they were actually overseeing were the sheep that were taken to the temple for sacrifice. This is why the scripture says, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. That year, the Lamb of God would be born. And 33 years later, Jesus Christ would become the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. The first people to actually see the star. 
And the first people to have the first revelation concerning the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ were the shepherds. Those taking care of the sheep for the sacrifices. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before the shepherds. And the glory of the Lord shone all around them. And they were greatly afraid. And the angel said unto them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I will bring you good tidings and great joy, which will be to all the people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. Notice the announcement. This would be the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. The one that Israel was looking for 2,000 years now. Here are the prophecies now coming to pass. As behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. The Savior of the world. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped up in swaddling cloth lying in a manger or a stall. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of angels, heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, and you could just, I mean, this choir sounds so beautiful tonight. But can you imagine the millions and millions of angels as they began to sing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward all men. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with a hurry, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger or in the stall. And now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And so the first evangelists to begin to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ were the shepherds. Taking the message out to the people. Verse 18. And then all those who heard it, they marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all things that they had heard and they had seen as it was told to them. So we begin not only to see the expansion of the coming Messiah. But the conditions of that time were very terrible times. Times of high taxation. The Roman Empire had expanded not only to include much of Europe and Africa and Asia, but about half of the world's 138 million people were being governed by Rome themselves. Rome was a ruling factor around the world at this particular time. And the peace known as Pax Romana, admired through history, lasted for about 200 years. And then in 44 BC, Julius Caesar was assassinated and had bequeathed his throne. And to his great nephew, he gave his throne to Octavian, which Octavian was then given the title of Caesar 
Augustus, which we see here in the Gospel of Luke. Historically speaking, that's in history. And here we have it to confirm by the Scriptures. And then Augustus began to become the great peace reformer. And offered a worldwide census to be brought, not only Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem, but that every person should pay high taxes. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. And we're glad to have Raul in the studio with us once again to give us some insight into reaching people with the gospel. Raul, the Christmas season is a unique time of year, and for many people, it's a very lonely time. How would you encourage those who don't have family during this Christmas season? There's a lot of people this day that are on the streets, especially on the streets. They have no family. They have no one. If I'm driving down the street, what I've done, when I see this lonely person, I'll stop. You know, not just say Merry Christmas, but I'll, you know, I'll give them a hamburger, whatever it is, and to help them, but to bring joy to their lives, because they have no joy. <laughs> and when I look at that, it really hurts me. Because I don't know their situation, I don't know what happened to their family, but they're still people. <laughs> so I pray, and if I can, I like to have them come to the Lord, and then maybe give them a mission, a place that they can go to, and to see that this person somehow will find someone that will take them in. What do you think is our greatest tool for sharing the love of Christ with those around us? The way you live. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You can't give them a Bible if you don't live by the Bible. (laughs) And the worst thing is you can say you're a Christian to your family and not live like a Christian to your friends. You want to go drink with us? Well, maybe I'll have one. And the Christians are doing that today. Let's go have one drink. Well, one leads to another drink. And then what do you do at home? When you don't have your friends, if you do it publicly, you're doing it in secret. So I would encourage guys, Christians out there, men, stop drinking. If you drink, be a real witness to your family and to your friends and to those you work with. Well, may God give us the grace we need to be those kinds of witnesses. Thanks so much, Raul. Now, at the end of today's lesson, we'll tell you about a resource that could be helpful this Christmas season in reaching those around you with the love of Christ. But first, let's return to more of today's lesson. When you go back and you study history, there was a young man by the name of Thalias. He was actually a historian. And he wrote that while he actually pointed out by Julius Africanus, a reference to Jesus' death was actually stated as a matter of fact that did happen. That Christ died on the cross. Then Josephus, one of the great Jewish historians... In 64 to 93 AD, he gave reference in his writings to Jesus and his miracles and his crucifixion and also to the account of his disciples, the disciples of Jesus Christ. And then another young man by the name of Cornelius Tacius. He was a governor of Bithynia, which is Asia Minor. And he requested guidance from Rome regarding the proper test to give Christians before executing them to confess that Jesus was the Lord. Otherwise, they were put to death. And then Hadrian in AD 117 to 138, in response to the questions regarding the punishment of the Christians who were actually drawing people away from pagan gods, which affected the sales of idols. 
Herodian said that they would be examined regarding their faith. And none of them, none of them backed off. But every one of them died for their faith in Jesus Christ. But then the most important thing to me is the biblical proof that we have about Jesus Christ. For example, his pre-existence. First of all, it was affirmed in the Old Testament of his pre-existence. In Psalm 2, 7, it says this. I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. That was written 750 years before Christ was ever born by the psalmist. And then secondly, it was confirmed by Christ himself. As the psalmist wrote in John 8, 58, Jesus said unto them, Most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham, I am the becoming one. Exodus chapter 3, where Moses was actually being spoken to by the Lord through the fiery bush. And then secondly, his deity is God. Not only human, but he also is God. It was confirmed by prophecy in Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And secondly, it was acknowledged by Christ himself in John chapter 20, 28 and 29, when he spoke to Thomas. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed by faith. And thirdly, it was taught also by John the Beloved. In John 1, 14 through 18. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. And no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father. He has declared Jesus Christ. And then when you look at Jesus we look at his attributes that he is all powerful. Matthew 28, 18 says this. And then Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And secondly, he is all knowing. He knows everything. Colossians 2, 3. In whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and of knowledge. And thirdly, he is ever present. And that's in Matthew 18, 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. And then fourthly, he is all eternal. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word or the logos. And the word was with God and the word was God. You see, now he says that he is God. Not only the son, but he is God himself. And then his character, for sure we know that his character is holy. Luke 135 says this, And the angel answered and said to Mary, 
the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. All the way back to the beginning, Jesus was holy. Secondly, He is righteous. Isaiah 53, 11. He, Christ, shall see the travail of his soul and be satisfied by his knowledge. My righteous servant, Jesus, shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities or their sins. And thirdly, he is just. Zechariah 9.9 Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just in having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, a fowl of an ass, speaking when he rode into Jerusalem. Fourthly, we also have his sinlessness without sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And fifthly and lastly, listen, he is all forgiving. He's the only one that can forgive sin. Listen to what he said in Luke 23, 34. And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And this is the words of Christ, that if anyone... No matter who you are, what background you're from, it is now time for each one of us not only to have listened to the story of Christ, but this is now the time to make a choice. Either to accept or to reject. Just like that day when they came into the inn, there was no room in the inn for Christ. Today, you can say yes to Him or you can say no to Him. We have to Make a decision. And that decision you have to make on your own. This Christmas season, we encourage you to make time for quiet moments with the Lord Jesus and allow Him to rejuvenate you with the riches of His saving love. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Now, if you'd like to review the message you've heard today, we'll be glad to send you a complete copy for a gift of $5 or more. To get that, simply call 800-634-9165 and ask for the message titled, The First Christmas Story. We'd also like to offer you Raul's four-message audio pack titled, Salvation. It's a resource that provides foundational insight into why every person needs a Savior, why God chose to send His only Son to fill that role, and why your response to Jesus has eternal ramifications. Every lesson in this study underscores the Lord's desire for you to experience a real relationship with Him, so don't wait. Get in touch with us to order Rawls' four-CD Salvation Collection for a gift of $18 or more. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800 6 634-9165 to make your purchase. That's 800-634-9165. Or you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. 
We also encourage you to connect with us here at Somebody Loves You Radio to take advantage of all of our free resources. Join Rawl on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. West Coast time for Straight Talk, a Q&A program with guidance for living in close communion with God. For more wisdom from the Bible, use iTunes or Spotify to download podcasts of each of these programs. You can also download our app for instant access to digital Bible studies and a link to our online resource store. Now, to stay connected with us throughout your day, visit Instagram and Facebook. This ministry is a listener-supported outreach. Thank you for your partnership. We are always blessed by your generous tax-deductible contributions. Be sure and join us next time as we continue this special Christmas series. Together, we'll rejoice in the Lord's matchless gift of His Son, Jesus, and rejoice in the salvation that was brought to us that night so long ago. Here's Roll now once again with a closing thought from today's lesson. If you want to accept Jesus Christ tonight as your personal Lord and Savior, and you want Him to become Savior of your life, then first of all, you must acknowledge that you have sinned against God. Secondly, you must repent of your sins. And thirdly, you need to confess your sins publicly before God. And fourthly, you need to believe by faith that Christ can save you and forgive you and cleanse you and wash you by His precious blood. And tonight, you can celebrate Christmas in a real way. Why? Because Christ will come personally and live in your heart from today on until the day you be in the presence of Christ when you die or Jesus Christ comes to take you home. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.